Hello and welcome to Ask Cadence. My name is Pete Wright. Thank you for joining us. This week on the show, part two of our response to a reader email. As a refresher for those who missed the start of this discussion, here's what we know. The email reads, I was trained on Cadence methodology within my former company in 2002 and have used its principles very successfully during my career there. The pinnacle of my PM career was a global business project to set up a global e-commerce initiative with over 100 people involved across six countries and four time zones. The project was delivered on time and under budget. I have now moved on to a new company, a global bank in Europe. I intend to continue using the Cadence methodology and would like to introduce it to the bank. Do you have any advice on how I can pick up new projects quickly while instilling a sense of trust with my new project team? Now, last week, we addressed some of the key issues around introducing any new methodology to an organization. This week, we cover just how to get started and establish a sense of confidence in the new team. We join John Patton and Scott Lissett and their conversation already in progress. Now, here I'm going to start using some of the the cadence terminology. Uh, For example, creating a project profile in the first meeting with the members of the project team can give them a great sense of satisfaction in that, say, this new project manager is getting things defined in a way that uh, is is, uh, pretty efficient and in a way that all of us can understand. So that project profile consists of an introduction, which is about a half a page, which says why we're doing the project, summary of the justification of it, an objective, which states uh, the cost, uh, the time, or schedule, uh, and performance boundaries. You know, what's the scope, what's the quality, what do we have to produce here? Uh, And when the team is satisfied with that, then can move on to other tools, like the work breakdown structure that the scope feeds into, like the responsibility matrix, which establishes who does what. And I really want to plug that responsibility matrix because it is a graphic tool which people understand intuitively quite quickly. Yet it is tremendous to clear up the understanding of the tasks, who ought to be working on them. And again, it's all about efficiency. Now in this kind of economy, if you've been unemployed, then you get employed, and we're still in this recession kind of environment, planning rapidly, getting things, you know, showing efficiency in the way you get your projects done is going to be noticed, and, and you're really going to be um, recognized inside that company as a person who can get things done. Not to mention the fact that uh, the, the responsibility matrix, given how easy it is to uh, to conceptualize for a new person, may be one of the most uh, easy tools to interject into a process, oh, yeah. into a group of people that may be uncomfortable with change. And it makes scheduling so much easier yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was um, uh, brought into a consulting assignment a few months ago, and uh, the company uh, called me in because uh, there was a new project manager, just joined the company, and was given control of a project that had been going on for about a year, but was having problems. So he came in and tried to get uh, uh, things under control, uh, took over the reins of this project, but was not succeeding and then uh, called us in to uh, help him understand what he could be doing differently to uh, turn this project around and be successful. And the first question I asked him was, when you came uh, on board and you were assigned to the new project, did you conduct a project review? 
Did you ask uh, all members of the team, both core team and extended team, to uh, uh, attend a meeting and uh, discuss all the issues facing the project? What is the current status? Um, are there serious problems? Uh, where are they? Uh, how have they been solved? Uh, what's working? What isn't working? So that you really have a baseline uh, which to move from. And his answer was no, that he had not conducted that. And I'm curious. Why, I mean, uh, <coughs> I, I can totally see the utility of the process. Uh, I can also see why someone in that position would not uh, move forward with the project review because it may come off as sort of presumptive or arrogant uh, that you're coming in, you know more than, than the organization about getting projects done. How, would you, how do you counsel someone in that position to, to go in and do it smart? Well, it's very important to go in there being in a listening mode. Uh, if you're new to the company, uh, you want to he uh, hear uh, all different perspectives from people on the project team. You don't want anybody sweeping any anything under the rug because they fear that you're going to tell them that they've been doing it wrong. You want to be in listening mode, you want to absorb, uh, and then uh, after the meeting, uh, then uh, you can decide uh, what kind, uh, what would be the most appropriate actions to take. Uh, now, uh, it also could be necessary to make a go/no-go -no -go decision during that project review meeting. Uh, so that's a perfectly uh, legitimate outcome too. But in the context of your uh, original question here, though, um, if you're a newcomer coming in, uh, taking charge of a new project, uh, I think this is a good idea. One of the first things that should be done. You've got your choice. And it's really going to be a choice among efficiency for the team or efficiency for you. There is the option to hold a meeting not to exceed four hours to complete the full project review. You get some tremendously good stuff when the total group is in the context of the project today as it exists with the project manager all in the same room. The alternative is to talk to the team members one-on-one -on -one and then have a, a group meeting, which is an hour, hour and a half. Uh, and, and you're going to have to gauge that on your own. So you know, let's remember now, we're on this theme of new employee in the company um, uh, being assigned a project that is underway. And uh, uh, Scott's just so right on and say, you got to find out where you are and determine how much, I, he, I hesitate to use this word replanning, because I don't mean replanning. Every team will say they've, they've planned, but the, the project manager should really determine how much planning needs to be done between now and the end of the project. They've got to have a great schedule. They've got to have this control tool, which tells them where the project is at every moment along the way. And if there is a problem, it is often that people have not created a schedule, they've not kept the schedule updated, and uh, responsibilities aren't clear, uh, scope has changed between the beginning of the project. So uh, at least going through the steps and the motions uh, of uh, each of the steps of good project planning is pretty important. And um, there's a lot of judgment involved here on how much the team can take, how much the company can take. And if you've done your homework and learning about the company and the culture, you've taken notes. Um, also realize 
that if they assign you to a difficult project or a project that's in trouble, it's because they feel you have some special skills. So if you're given a project that's in trouble as a new hire, then realize you have a honeymoon, that they don't have anybody else that can pick it up. They're giving it to you, and they'll accept almost anything you do in order just to get this project under control. Well, and if you did your, if you did your uh, job search, right, likely they hired you to bring in some of these new ideas and new skills. Well, locally, I mean, we're here in Portland as we speak, and I know of a, a local customer, a project manager, who's now been in two companies, and in, um, no, he's been in other companies, but th- these, these two uh, jobs that he had, uh, within the first two weeks of his arrival, he was given a project in chaos in each of these companies and was able to, to pull it out. So, um, you know, when you're interviewing for a new job, let them know that you know what you're doing when it comes to projects and make sure you can back it up. But if you've got a, a, a history of successful project uh, execution, then you should come to an interview uh, with um, some some cases ready and some facts ready. And that'll get you these good assignments sooner when you get on board. This is a great discussion, gents. I hope we have, uh, we are able in some way to help our our uh, uh, listener who wrote in with this uh, wonderful email. And, uh, uh, and please, uh, uh, write us with your own story. We'd love to hear how you're doing with project management, particularly in a volatile economy. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Cadence, and we'll catch you next week. 